they could say nothing against it. But when they had commanded them to go, go <clears throat> to go aside out of the council, they conferred amongst themselves, saying, What shall we do with these men? For indeed, that a noble miracle has been done through them is evident to all who dwell in Jerusalem, and we cannot deny it. But so that it spreads no further among the people, let us severely threaten them that from now on they speak no man in this name. Wow. The enemy is really scared of the word. So they called them and commanded them not to speak or at, <clears throat> at all, nor teach in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John answered and said to them, whether it is right in the sight of God, listen to you or more than to God, you judge. In other words, you tell me who I should listen to, you or God. That's what Peter had to say. For we cannot speak, for we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. So when they had further threatened them, they, <clears throat> they let them go, finding no way to punish, of punishing them because of the people, since they all glorified God for what had been done. For the man was over 40 years old of whom this miracle of healing had been performed. I want to look back at verse number 20. We can it says, for we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. We cannot speak unless we speak on the things that have been seen or heard. I want to give you some instruction with this message. Speak with glory. Tell your neighbor, speak with glory. You may be seated. In the presence of the Lord, I want to just talk to you for a few minutes on just a few things. And because <clears throat> um, I believe that these things are pivotal, um, one thing that I want you to know is that what you have to say holds power. Uh, and so speak with glory is a, a more than a title. It is an instruction on how, when your mouth is open, what should come out of it. Everyone in here has spoken the wrong things before. Truth be told, you don't really understand how much power you have by what you say. Whereby, whereby you have said things even against yourself and we often speak out of turn and discredit our own name as it relates to integrity because we don't live up to what we say 
but God. Even though, even though we have countlessly um, made that same error of speaking about something and then our lives does not line up with what we have said that we would do. Anybody in here ever break a promise before? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I wanna make sure I'm talking to the right group because you get so mad when somebody else breaks a promise, but you broke promises before. And, and, and the truth be told, you will break it again unless you learn how to speak. And thereby the Lord wants me to help you as it relates to how you are talking because God has invested way too much in you for you to talk the way you do. My mom would tell me when I was a kid, um, I wanted to cuss. I did. Don't, don't act like you, you weren't a kid before. <laughs> because I thought that if I cussed, I would be grown. Because they cussed. <laughs> uh, 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 I'm in trouble. Y'all going to pray for me? <laughs> and, 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 so, and so I would hear them use words when they got angry that I was not allowed to use. But there was a problem because when I went to school, the kids my age that didn't have daddies and mamas that wouldn't let them do it was doing it too. Thereby, I was trying to advance um, to speak in a way that I should not speak. I wanted to do some stuff with my mouth that it was not designed to do. Uh, am I talking to anyone in here? Uh, and, and, and thereby, um, my vocabulary um, was crushed because I was trying to learn four-letter words. And, you know, God had much more. So um, once I grew older, I wanted to improve my vernacular and take up some different words. And I could not do so because the enemy had trained my mouth. And I could not stop cussing with my mouth, or we call it cursing. And I could not stop. And so I began to pray and ask God to help me stop cussing. I, I wanted God to deliver me from the evil that was coming out of my mouth because I had kept trying to do it. But the enemy had trained me so well that I could not break the habit without God's help. I, I want to talk to you because you may not have a problem cussing, but you may have a problem cursing. Uh, what I'm saying is profanity might not be your issue. But because you don't understand how to be, speak blessings out of your mouth, you end up speaking curses out of your mouth and you don't know. Therefore, God gives us an illustration today through, <clears throat> through Peter and John as they um, are, are approached and they are dealing with a problematic issue because they have done something well. And the system... The world system does not like to see the glory of God. 
And so they were coming against the glory of God. It wasn't so much they were coming against Peter and John, but they were coming against the glory of God because they had the glory of God in them. And when they decided to let the glory of God out of them, it was a problem with the world system. So do you understand that the world system does not want you to let God's glory out of you? And so, but you have to know and understand the reason why the world system does not want you to let glory, the glory out is because you can change what is happening on earth with your mouth. Don't you remember in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and he created us in his image that we may take on his very characteristics so that we can be like him. And he made us all powerful through our speech. What we say, God spoke and it became. When God got ready to create the world, he didn't sit down and scoop it up and start doing this and that. He spoke it and it happened. Because he's God and there's none beside him. Thereby, he says, when I come into you, I'm going to give you my spirit so that when you speak the oracles of God, it has to obey. Why? Because he's king of kings and lord of lords and everything on this earth has to obey him. And if we understand the oracles of God and we begin to speak the oracles of God, it changes everything around us. You have the power to change it. Or you have the power to keep it. You could be experiencing trouble right now and you could change it with your mouth, but you decide to keep it with your mouth. And you bring on curses that should, you should have been freed from a long time ago, but because you're speaking the wrong way, you gave the curses permission to stay in your life. Ah, it's about to get good in here. And so, and so, and so, because God has given us the power to speak. King, King Solomon writes it this way. Can, can you put this on the board? Proverbs 18, uh, 21. King Solomon says it this way. He says, death and life is in the power of the tongue. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. And so, and so then we eat the fruit of God, and so then <clears throat> the fruits of the Spirit, love, peace, joy, kindness, happiness. So we ought to speak from there. But when we speak from anger and torment and start talking about what's wrong instead of talking about what's right, you have given permission to what is wrong to stay in your life because you're talking about it. But the minute you start talking about Jesus, and nothing, listen, every form of evil cannot stand the name Jesus. So when you start talking about Jesus and the power of Jesus, then everything else has to leave. Let's look at the text for a minute. Um, the Bible says that uh, when it came, came to this point, that Peter, Peter and John, Number one, the number one thing, Peter and John, let's look at verse 8. Peter and John, verse 8. Peter and John, verse 8. Then Peter, then Peter. Somebody said, somebody say then. Uh, then Peter filled with the Holy Spirit. Are we there? Is it up there? It says what? It says then, then, then. Okay, we got it. Then. All right, we there. Then. 
All right, now I want you to focus deep because the next word is their key. Filled with the Holy Spirit. Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said. Now, he didn't say anything until he got filled. There's a problem because we want to walk around with our tanks on half empty or a quarter of a tank. But the Bible says he didn't speak until he was filled. Well, preacher, help us. Well, let me tell you something. The reason why he was filled is because they kept meeting. Early in chapter 2, they met for 50 days in the same place, focused on the same thing. The Bible said, and then the Holy Spirit came and filled them. But wait a minute. They had to be in a meeting. They weren't by themselves. So they got filled while they were in the meeting. So you must know and understand that you need to be in a place of meetings. Oh, I can watch it on TV and get the word. Well, you might get the word. The problem is, is the word getting you. Oh, goodness. Because, because when you come to a meeting place, we come in filled. You get filled more with the spirit of God. Anybody who is filled with the spirit of God, that is the fire of God. And somebody could be ice cold and sit next to a fire. And it's going to melt because the fire will take effect whether you like it or not. I just want to talk to some folks who want to be filled. But the problem, the problem we've had is that we have customized ourselves to a system that we don't belong to. That we get used to running around on a quarter of a take driving past the gas station talking about I got enough to make it we customize our thinking some of us then ran out of gas thinking you had enough to make it and so you became customized a way a process that you've gotten in your mind that a little bit of work for me but a little bit is not what God intended for you God didn't intend for it to work for you. He intended to work through you. And you so worried about you that you happy with a quarter of a tank. Let me just give me a little bit of God. Yeah, what the preacher, I preacher going to preach today. And then you go home and tell, oh, yeah, he really preached today. You talk about the word, but is your life living with what he said? Because it wasn't him saying it, it was God speaking through him so that he could get to you because he wants to fill you up so that he can work through you. Oh, goodness. And you've been used to it just being for you. It's not for you. So he says, when Peter was... Now, now, let me help you because they were mad at him because a man got healed. Now, if you got to, you don't have to read chapter three. That's your homework, and for in order for you to understand, because in chapter three, Peter and John were on their way 
to worship to a prayer meeting in the ninth hour. It was about 3 p.m. It was the heat of the day. While they were on their way to prayer, they were already filled. But how many of you want overflow? Ah. And, and, And they were already filled. And when they came to the temple to go in, they ha- God had set it up that there was a man who had been paralyzed from birth. He had never walked a day in his life. The Bible says at the gate of the temple, it was called beautiful. Isn't it something that God was set a man who couldn't do nothing at a gate called beautiful, and he was sent somebody filled with the Holy Spirit. By Here come Peter and John. The man seen them coming and said, hey, can you give me some money? In other words, can you help a brother out? He was laying there. And Peter, because he was filled. Now, now if you're not full, you'll be quick to take out some money. But did you get to the root of the thing that got him in there in the first place? Oh, goodness. Somebody say, I can change it. Okay. Now, 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 look, you can speak it and change it if you're full. Now, if you keep coming to the meetings, and look, Sunday's not enough for you, that you can't wait till Wednesday to get here, that you got to find somebody else to have your own meeting with, Because you want to be filled. I just want to talk to the people who want to be filled. You'll find a way. You'll make a Bible study. Even when you're not looking for one, you'll mess up and call someone, and they'll tell you something about Jesus. Before you know it, you're in a full-blown Bible study getting filled. Here come two brothers filled. And they walk up on somebody in need and they looked because they were filled they didn't see the surface they saw the root isn't it something when you feel God will take you to the depths and show you the root of the problem said Peter uh, he said can I have some money Peter said silver and gold but wait a minute I read the text It didn't just say silver and gold. In verse 4, it said, Peter told him, hey, look at us. You're going to have to see the glory of God because when he saw Peter and John, when he got them to look at him, he began to speak to them. And he said, silver and gold have I none, but in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up. Wait, wait, wait. Now, now get this. You know what? The doctors say that when you've laid in bed for a month or so, your muscles are not right. You're going to have to go to some therapy and train the muscles again to walk. And then your, your, your tendons and stuff have to be strengthened. But look, that's what happened to us When we're half full, we start thinking about what man has to do. But God don't need man. God could do anything at any given time. 
God says, and when I get ready to do something, I'm going to speak it. So when you get ready to do something, you better get ready to speak it. Stop speaking against it, but speak to the very thing, the very root of it, and tell that thing. The Bible says, they said, in the name of Jesus, get up. The Bible said he leaped to his feet. Why? Because the word had came out. When word comes out, God gets glorified. You know, we can't continue to think according to how our mind works. We got to believe even when it looks like it's not going to happen. You just got to know it's going to happen because you got to know who your daddy is. And when you get filled, you have no doubt who your daddy is. You know, when I was reading the text, my, my spiritual imagination, I started thinking. Now, if they filled, they wasn't just coming down here talking about, well, Peter and John, well, well, John, I don't know about today. See what it holds on. God going to bless me. No, they were filled. I believe when they were walking, they were singing unto the Lord. What am I, the God we serve? Mighty God we serve. Angels bow. When, when he started, they, they were walking, they were singing. They were coming to the temple filled. They didn't come to get filled. They came filled. Now I want to I just want to talk to two or three of you who are just ready to just get filled and stay on full. Who, how many want your take on full? Tired of walking around on empty. Want your take hmm, pegged out on full. God said, I designed you to hold it. So he said, the first thing you know, you have to do, before you speak, you're going to have to get filled. And the problem is you've been so full of you that you've been speaking from you. But God says, when that's the reason we have so many issues. It's time for the church to be the church. He said, I put power in you that if you can speak it, it'll happen. Now, let me help you. Because he said to look at me. And when they spoke, they spoke with boldness. So the first thing you have to do is be filled. The second thing you have to be is be bold about it. Now, how many of you are bold about God? Hallelujah. I'm not talking about you secret agent Christian. <laughs> Don't want nobody to know you a Christian. You be hiding your Bible. <laughs> oh, they might know I'm a Christian. No, that's a secret agent Christian. I want to, I, listen, I'm talking about to the one that know you got to be bold. This is a bold war. You got to be bold about who your daddy is. <laughs> Let me tell you something. You know, when I was a kid, I learned a whole lot when I was a kid. When I was a kid, I had a dad, and I thought my dad was the best thing on the earth. I used to watch him work, and he worked, and he'd come home, and he was taking care of everything. And no matter what, I knew that my daddy could handle it. And I went to school, and the kids said, oh, yeah, my daddy, he went, he could lift weight, and his muscles are this big. I said, well, my daddy's muscles are this big. They're going to outdo my daddy. Yeah, well, my daddy went fishing. He caught a fish this big. Well, my dad caught a fish <laughs> this big. No matter what, 
I was always out to be bold to tell somebody how bad my daddy was. Why? Because my daddy took care of me. Well, breaking news. Your daddy's been taking care of you. Is there anybody here that's bold enough to let it? Oh, God. Whether right, whether wrong, whether indifferent, your daddy has always taken care of you. So, Hebrews 4 and 16 talks about how we have to approach him. Now, if your daddy is almighty and you know you serve him, now look what it says. It says, let us therefore come what? Okay, you come in bold. That means you don't care who's looking at you. You don't care what's going on. You know who's in control. How many of you know God's in control? He's got it. Even if it looks like it's out of control, it's in his control. He said, if that's the case, come boldly to the throne of what? Of grace. So at his throne, there's grace. So when you're coming to God, you know that he has enough grace to fix whatever's going on. Now, can you be bold about it? That we may obtain mercy and find grace to help win. Anybody in here need a little help? Anybody in here need a little help? I want to talk to the people who need some help in at least one area of your life. Do you believe that God can help you? Can you approach God and thank him in advance? Because you know he's going to help you. Somebody shout help. Now, now here's the thing. If you don't want it delayed, then you're going to have to be bold. You can't go to God. Well, God, you know, I was just so mad. For real? He has the answer to your question. And all he wants you to do is line up the way he told you to line up so he can give it to you. He is the solution to all your problems. But he wants you to line up. You can't tell, approach the throne of God saying, well, God, I don't know if you're going to do this. Well, so since you said you don't know, you just put that in the atmosphere. How about this? God, your resume is impressive. You've never failed me. And every time I got myself in trouble, you got me out of trouble. There is no one like you. You've given me a bridge over the troubled water. His name is Jesus. It is by that name I approach the throne of grace. And I believe by faith that you've already worked out what I'm approaching your throne for because you already know everything. So before it comes out of my mouth, you've already fixed it for me. So what do I got to say? Thank you, God. If you get to that place where you can approach him thanking him because you know it's already done. Is there anybody in here that just want to give him a praise, a thanksgiving praise? 
off of getting you out before you even get out. If I use my spiritual imagination, this man laid on the gate for 40 years just thanking God for the day that John and Peter were coming by. We want everything so quick. We already know he's going to do it. Can we just thank him and be so bold about it? You know, we get bold about stuff. We get a new job. We bold. I'm going to work this job. And you become bold because you know you got a check. I'm going to pay my rent. But that stuff can stop. But God's provision never stops. Why can't we get bold about that? Shut the door if you want. God has another one for me. How come you're so happy you just lost? I don't care about stuff. I got my daddy. And my daddy has everything. And the only reason why he took that is so he could give me something else or make it better for me. Whatever God's done, you know God has always worked it out better for you. Just tap your neighbor and say, get bold about it. Now, There's one more scripture I want to give you on boldness. One more, one more. First Peter, I mean, Philippians 1, 20. I just want to talk to you about one, one more thing about boldness. Somebody say, I'm bold. bold. Say, I'm bold in Christ. Bold in Christ. Now look somebody in the face and tell them, I'm bold in Christ. Bold in Christ. You've been, you've been bold in you. You know how it is you, when you think you're right? You get all bold about being right. Forget all of that stuff. As many times as you've been wrong, why don't you just get bold in Christ because he's always right. We are so bold. Can I get away for the Warrior fans? Yeah, yeah, Warrior fans. Because, because we get bold about our team. We get so bold about it. You be walking around bragging how, how your team going to win. Because you're bold about it. Steph Curry, man. KD. And if you're for Cleveland, LeBron James. You're just bold about somebody's people. Got caught up in people. And the thing about it is, the bold one, listen, we're so bold about the Warriors last year, they lost. But they won this year. But they'll be losing again. <laughs> but if you really want to get bold, you on Team Jesus. Get bold about that. I won yesterday. I won today. And I got victory for the rest of my life. Is there anybody in here that's admit they're on Team Jesus? You're so bold about it. That even when it looks like you're defeated, not me. God's going to work it out. And that says, 
according to my earnest expectation. Now, look, this is your true expectation. My question is, what do you expect from God? Now, now, now there's a problem because, because we have doubted God. Uh-huh. Because we have looked at our situation and we doubted God. But I, I want to talk to the believers for now. I want to, this is going to awaken your belief system. Because God has already did, always done more when it looked like it wasn't going to work. So if your situation don't look good, you ought to have a conniption and just go ballistically crazy about praising and giving God glory. Because that is the perfect opportunity for God to show off. Don't you know God likes showing off? And so in order for him to show off, he's got to look real bad. I got a question for you. Listen, if you really want God to get glory from your life, are you willing to go through what he's carved out for you so he can get you to where he's taking you? You have to understand, everybody wants to go up, but do you want to go through what you have to go through in order to get to where God's taking you? Is there anybody in here that can look down the road and thank God in advance? Because you know no matter what happens, God has a plan for your life and victory is attached to it. Yes, Lord. Now that's because of the expectations. You expect God to show off in your life. And so when something looks like it's going wrong, oh, this is going wrong. <laughs> God's getting ready to do something. He, he, he has a plan. says, so the expectation and your hope that in nothing I shall be ashamed. Now, the expectation and the hope, what are you hoping for in your situation? Because whatever you hope for, you begin to talk about. And if you begin to talk about what's wrong, that means your hope is attached to that. Let me talk to these ones over here because it looks like they got it. <laughs> because something can be going wrong and you put yourself in it, and your feelings don't match up. Because God says, my ways are not your ways. So you got to be filled. And once you're filled, then you'll become bold. And your hope is based on what you're filled with. If you're filled with you, and your thoughts, and your pain, and your issue, then you'll begin to speak about you. But if you're filled with his spirit and his power and his goodness, then you'll talk about that. And when you begin to talk about that, it changes everything else. And that's because your hope and your expectation has to be lined up with him. But with all, no, no it says, but with all what? And always, so also Christ will be where? In my body, whether life or death, Christ should be magnified in your body. It it should be about how much he has filled you up with. Because I'm going to share something with you right now. If you are not filled, there's no way you'll be bold. You're going to be bold about what you're filled with. 
I'll see, I'll see everybody at church next week. <laughs> God wants to fill you. When? Always. Why? So that he can use you. He wants to fill you. And once you're filled, you become bold. Once you become bold about him, then you speak. Get filled, become bold. That you can say, look at us. Then you can speak. So what do I speak? I speak life into my own situation. When you speak life into your own situation, you glorify God. You know how something could happen, and this is the trick of the enemy, especially with one of your kids, and the enemy wants you to talk about what they did wrong and how wayward they are, but how many of you remember the story about the prodigal son that I could care less what my daughter is doing or what my son is doing. I can't be consumed with the wrong when I know right is attached to their life. Oh, because, because God taught me how to hope when he told me to look in the mirror and see how wayward I used to be. And I was a man was hopeless, but there was somebody that believed in a God that was full of hope. And when that, listen, that when I recognized that it was God that changed me, I know that if God could change a guy like me, he could change anybody. God could redirect anyone at any God, and all you got to do is be ready to speak that word over their life and trust God to work it out. I can't roll with you because you're rolling in the wrong direction. But I can believe for you that the way you rolling won't be too long because God's going to turn you around the way he turned me around. And the blessings of God is going to overtake your life. I break every curse. I believe God and the believers now that we got this word we can start speaking to glorify God I don't care what situation it is if your bank account is empty speak wealth into it believe it don't speak it if you don't believe it, because God knows the difference. If you don't believe it, go get filled and hang out with somebody until you get filled. Somebody who speaks the same language and cut the ones off who are talking all that other stuff. Say, I love you, but I'm going to have to love you from a distance. 
because I got need somebody to say something in my ear that's going to help me so that I can go help somebody else. Because I'm here to speak the oracles of God over my life, and I know that God can do anything. I spoke and created atmosphere. You have power to change what's going on in your life. You could release the power and the glory into your life by what comes out of your mouth. So we got to be careful for what comes out. If you're still full of you, don't say nothing. I'm not telling you that there's going to be some time, now that you got the word, that you won't try to pop up. You're going to try to pop up. Yeah. It's like a computer. You're working on, okay, come on, pop up. Boom. And that's what happens in your mind. Stuff is going to pop up reminding you of you. But you don't belong to you. So don't say nothing. When you want to say something, you don't, you know when you get angry? Just be quiet. And go get filled with something else. Because you filled with junk. That's why the Bible says, be angry, but don't sin. Don't open your mouth, because that joker is going to sin. I'm going to tell you that right now. Because a whole lot of us have said sorry a whole lot of time because of what came out of our mouth. But God wants us to speak his oracle. He wants you to speak through hope that he placed in you, the hope of glory. He says, I place the hope of glory in you. Speak from there. Speak into a situation that I'm going to be glorified in. God gets glory from changing bad to good. So if it looks bad, speak the oracles in it. And believe that God will work it out. Give God a hand of praise.